0: and welcome to another episode of middle of the, Road, the podcast this week we are talking guy Ritchie again after our last episode which flashed back to his 2000 film snatch with his new release and a return to the crime comedy genre the gentleman plural
1: i mean does man from uncle count as crime comedy
0: I, I, I I'd qualify that as spy espionage. Genre. Yeah, spy. I mean,
1: espionage is crime.
0: Yeah, but state-sanctioned. This film is stacked with noticeable people: uh, Matthew McConaughey of uh, what was that terrible movie? Um, Serenity. Yeah,
2: Serenity.
0: Serenity fame. Uh, Charlie Hunnam of Pacific Rim. Fame.
2: You take hey you you take that back he's charlie hunnam of uh king arthur Arthur. yeah yeah
0: (laughs) uh michelle dockery of downson abbey fame jeremy strong of succession fame does anybody watch succession i don't watch that show
2: i don't
0: are we uh, not cool enough
2: i've heard it's great but i just yeah
0: Yeah, as well as colin farrell and of Beast of No, not Beast of the uh, Sutherland.
1: He was of The Happening fame. We all saw that, I'm sure.
0: The Happening?
1: Jeremy Strong was in The Happening.
0: Oh, (laughs) I did see The Happening. That was an interesting movie. Uh,
1: (laughs) That's one way to put it.
0: (laughs) This guy
3: is Uh, 5'10", Jesus. Oh, he was also in Serenity. Jeremy Strong.
0: No way. He was in Serenity, you're right. He is—he's really weird, he—he's he, weirder in that movie than this one somehow. Colin Farrell, Henry Golding, and Hugh Grant. Oh, Hugh Grant. <laughs> oh, and Eddie Eddie Marzin. Eddie Marsan needs to get a better fucking agent. Why is Eddie Marsan never? I swear, I, everything he gets built, he's billing is always yeah, horrible. He's just
2: like oh,
0: he's and, always Eddie like Marsden the ninth banana. Here. Like he's in like every movie. He should be above the. Oh, also starring line or whatever. Was.
1: Like they, would make, they would mention that name. I was like, I don't remember. I, mean, I feel, like, I feel <laughs> like he should
2: definitely be above like Henry Golding, who, like, don't get me wrong, like he's a good actor, but he just, you know, he hasn't had the prominence or like the longevity, you know? He's
0: got a better agent. This is again a crime thing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there are crimes committed Matthew, in this movie.
0: Matthew McConaughey is the uh England's foremost weed provider and I guess the quick gist of the story is um, Jeremy Strong's character wants to buy him out of his business or vice versa McConaughey kind of wants to get out of the business anyways and then shenanigans start happening from there we're gonna go through spoiler free thoughts with this movie I've always been as we talked about Snatch last year trying not to read. Or last week. I should try not to retread that conversation too much, but I've always been a Guy Ritchie fan. I didn't enjoy his last two um, big budget efforts in Aladdin and King Arthur, but again, those seem to be script problems and point problems rather than him problems. And Blue Will Smith and problems. This He was fine. Uh This he was blue. feels like Guy Ritchie grew up and I don't know I really liked it I think everybody is having a blast Uh, a lot of people are going for (laughs) certain things with their performances and I think it works I was engaged with the story the whole time and I think the idea of letting Hugh Grant kind of tell you this story as we flash back and forth between him and Ray having this conversation was really effective and I, I have really zero complaints about the movie I appreciated the less manic nature of the direction, and, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan. Another great, I, I think the last two years, the first movie we saw of the year, I was, I'm, I'm firmly given, like, an A-, minus. yeah. Who knew? January. Yeah, I
1: did not find that effective. Like, I hated that he was telling the story so much, because, oh like, God. you can't, you That's can't trust anything he says. It's like, this isn't the real story. Just tell me what happened. It was just a way to overly complicate an overly complicated story. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't complicated necessarily, very complicated as it was going, but by the end, when the, like they just want, kept one upping each other, it's like, why are you doing this? Don't why it like I enjoyed it, but by that time, I was just rolling my eyes, and I was also kind of annoyed with a certain like how everything started to be rape jokes. <laughs> this is I fun. did
0: think they went one too far with like the.
1: Oh, I yeah. think they went too too far. So. Okay. But yeah. Like I enjoyed it, but I think I don't know. It was weird too because like sometimes I thought that writing was done really well, and other times it was like it seemed like I don't know, it just felt like I was trying to be too clever at times. Like this isn't Shakespeare. You don't have to try to make these prose in your conversations and but I think a lot of that might have had to do with the like who was actually saying the lines. Like uh i don't know i enjoyed most of the performances i loved hugh grant in this i thought he was hilarious but like was jeremy strong's character i don't know i've never i don't know if i've seen him in other things or i don't remember his performances in them but mm-hmm. like compared to everyone else he just seemed so like muted in one note with how he spoke like he had no emotions on his face the majority of the time so yeah that's most of it i love the music that was done really well
0: well, there was another example of, I could do a needle drop with this. Early on, there's a song, the so- the oh, the title card sequence for Inherent Vice, that song is used also in this movie, and it would lose. But then again, it'd be a part of that. Every time Wes Anderson or Paul Thomas Anderson or Quentin Tarantino moves a so- uses a song, it's probably used better in their movie than anybody else's. Mm. But-
1: oh, last thing.
2: Needed more Colin Farrell. <laughs> no, yes. I agree with that.
0: You can say that about just about everything.
1: This is true. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I liked it. I liked it more than Snatch. I didn't like it as much as Rock and Roll still. I think a big part of why is like, I didn't think McConaughey was great in this. I thought he was just kind of subdued and then... Yeah. Right? Like, it's like... I I couldn't decide how I felt I about his so, performance a I lot was of so the time. I was so excited about Matthew McConaughey being in a Guy Ritchie movie. It's like, oh boy! Oh boy! He's gonna be all kinds of weird and, you know, wacky and he was like Like, the straight man, even for the straight man, like, he was so, like, so underplayed. Like, I, I don't know. Like, he just, he didn't do anything for me. Uh, Hugh Grant, I did really like. And like you said, Zach, like, it it has a less manic direction and style of storytelling than most of Richie's stuff. So I appreciated that. But I feel like it just, it took too, not too long, but it just, like, was, it felt long-winded, like, it was like so proud of itself. I won't like be,
0: I, I won't, yeah, I won't argue um, that that it's a long winded movie.
2: Who knows? It might like I might like it more now that it kind of like I know where it's headed and I can just enjoy the journey. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I don't expect to like go nuts over it, but I could see it maybe being four stars on a rewatch, just barely. Right now, I have it at three and a half. I hated his whole movie script thing too. forgot about that? That was. I
0: thought that was, was fun because it, it allowed. I thought them it was to, stupid <laughs> because it allowed them to get ridiculous. Sometimes it, it gave them an excuse to be, and I don't think they leaned on it. Well, I think, like, too I much. think they only did that. I mean, like, once as soon as twice. they
1: started like putting all the editing stuff in there, I was like, God damn it! I'm gonna hate this there's, movie. There's aren't I? <laughs> one.
2: There's one particular scene with Matthew McConaughey that kind of like pissed me off. Like it's this great scene, and then it just kind of undoes itself, and you're like, fuck.
0: I like the real version better than the fake version of that scene.
1: Which scene? I don't even remember what's real, what's not anymore. The first, It was like the first first
0: encounter with dry eye. uh, Oh, okay. Like you see two versions. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: I was not happy with that. But it was like, oh shit, wow, this movie's like, look at the balls on this. It's going to, oh, oh, okay. Well, I guess we'll live with that then.
0: The movie earns it because apparently the version that we get to see that side of him later on in the movie and i think he is menacing and stuff i don't know
1: see i liked what happened five minutes in i was like whoa this movie's going
2: yeah that i (laughs) would yeah um and i also liked the boys colin farrell's boys i thought the stuff with them was
1: oh my
0: gosh
1: i enjoyed them but they went they went one step too far
0: yeah i agree there
1: but
2: it's like hilariously stupid like just Mm -hmm. like
1: The
0: video sequence in the middle is. Oh yeah, that was amazing. I stayed
2: stayed for the stuff in the credits just because of that song. I'm just like, oh my god, I, I'm judging myself for sitting through this and like enjoying it. Like, I wait,
3: what was it? Wait, what was in the credits? It was
2: their music video. They just
0: showed like the uncut music video. Oh Oh, yeah, it was just them singing in front of the cars. it's It's like yeah it's just it's so like and no black bars over their faces
2: kind of yeah it's kind of kind of lame but like in an endearing way where you're just like this is so fucking stupid but i love it i was
0: humming the song for a good couple hours after.
2: yeah me too but i Um, wasn't like i think like i felt kind of ashamed of myself for doing that but you know
0: i think i think even if i agree with you lauren that like they kind of went a little bit too far with them and it was like a little contradictory to what Colin Farrell was trying to do mm-hmm. with those kids. I think
1: a little contradictory,
2: <laughs> just <a> smidge.
0: <laughs> I I love their dyna- dynamic though. Between, yeah, like agreed. just how he was looking out for them and everything. I thought that was really good. That's coach. Apparently, he's coach. Is his name? Uh, Colin Farrell's intro scene was also incredible. Yeah, that's probably the best kid. scene in the movie. <laughs> John.
3: Yeah, I think I. I think I agree with Ben and Lauren. I, too, gave it a three and a half.
1: I think I'm at three. I'm undecided. It's
3: It's got, like, witty... I, I will say, first of all, the movie was way more packed than I expected um, on a Sunday afternoon. It was afternoon. just me. <laughs> no, there was, like, a ton of... <laughs> on a Monday morning, now, though, so... <laughs> it, it was a small screen, but there were a lot of people there. Um, it... It was funny. There was there was some genuine humor and funny moments where the dialogue would just become pretty ridiculous and preposterous, and that that was fun to sort of see. Excuse me, Guy Ritchie kind of point point fun or create humor through characters that shouldn't be in as high stakes as they are and point out that fact over and over again. So the biggest example was like with, with the boys, with the boxing uh, team and Colin Farrell did a, a really enjoyable job in that role as well. Um, and then with you guys mentioned Hugh Grant, Hugh Grant was awesome. Like he was so good. Like I barely recognized that it was Hugh Grant. And I think for someone who, I think it's typecast, or known as like, oh, it's Hugh Grant, the guy from like About a Boy or Love Actually, or, Love Actually, yeah, or uh, Bridget Jones's Diary or
1: Notting Hill, yeah,
3: like uh, that type of romantic rom com male lead figure. I think he, I really enjoyed his character and his caricature and his little quirks. I, I found it so fun to watch and original and authentic. Um, same thing with Charlie Hunnam. I think he he was obviously a straight man, but there was always this intrigue behind this guy who was involved in very shady, um, insidious, stuff. shady yeah shady businesses. But then he had such a seriousness to him, and he was very proper, and he wanted like having this kind of type A who was very dedicated to his job. But then in this business, like one of my one of my favorite little half beats was when he insisted on Matthew McConaughey's ca- character yeah. putting his seatbelt on. And he was like, fine, I'll do it for you. It, it just,
1: it, when he almost smacked Hugh Grant for about to light up in his house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: It, it, it just chased him. It added a little, a little bit that made the character seem rounder. Gave it some fullness. I um, think they
0: did a good job of keeping him properly mysterious. Yeah, that- I agree. Like, you didn't know... What he was capable like, of, it, like, as a whole. Yeah. Well, not even that. Like, like I, I kept expecting gonna...
1: moments where he would just see Red suddenly. It's like, just rip the scene apart or something.
0: Well, also, just like, is... I, I mean, I thought, uh, throughout the whole movie, I was wondering if he is the betrayed Mickey or not. You know, like, it's not mm-hmm. a spoiler to... T- they The opening of the movie implies Mickey Pearson gets shot and killed. And I I think they did a good job of putting a doubt into Ray as Charlie Hunnam's character's intentions the whole time. So I was kind of always on edge with which way he was going to fall going forward. Mm -hmm. This is probably my favorite Charlie Hunnam performance.
2: Nope. For me, it will always be Pacific Rim.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: Yeah. This had had too much shirt. No. Not enough
1: robots.
0: He's beefy in that sweater.
1: No, I thought he looked rather nice
0: in this movie. I I, I also think he
3: also plays like you said, Zach, a menacing mysterious character and it almost serves his character more that we don't know his backstory as well. So,
0: yeah, his big scene in the 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 block housing
2: was great. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. great. He's
0: incredible.
3: Yeah. Um so one thing I want to say though is because I think is I think Ben hit it hit the nail on the head. It just it was hard to It was hard to really see Matthew McConaughey. Like, he did a good job in terms of being menacing towards the end, especially. But other times I was... Honestly, I was just distracted by whether or not I knew if he was doing an accent. And it almost seemed like... (laughs) It almost seemed like they clearly line out that he's American the whole time. His no, accent is Lincoln commercial. hundred. I was going to say I the, kept thinking about Lincoln yeah, commercials. Yeah, I was like, he's so. The very like, beginning was a Lincoln yeah. commercial, and I was like, yeah. what?
1: Really? It's like it started with his voiceover, and then he started speaking. He's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs>
3: but no, I, I Zach. Honestly, it felt to me like they almost had to cut that in because at times he got the Cockney right, at and at times he couldn't. And he would just fall back into his... He kind was of like never delight. trying
0: to do an accent. I don't know what you're talking I think, about.
3: You don't know he lived there for a while. Maybe it slowly um, started to
1: integrate into his own accent. I think here. it was
2: just his... Just, you know, his... The way he talks, he kind of has that drawl. And I think... I think maybe it's like you're hearing that, you know, in between others with the clear accent. Um, Because I, I can... I, I see what you're talking about, John, but it's like I could... It was just enough where I could tell he was still like an American... There wasn't... He wasn't trying to put on an accent. He just kind of, kind of sounds like he does in that context. I guess
3: I'm not sure. I, I don't think this movie shines as brightly as, as Snatch. Just because I think, character wise, and well, character wise, it's almost par for par. Um, cinematography. It's not as flashy. It's though. yeah. It it feels more polished and produced, and even then, story wise, it doesn't weave as much of a web as a film like Snatch did that made it engaging to see what would happen. I was moderately interested at most, maybe, as as to see what was not necessarily how Matthew McConaughey's conflict would resolve, but more how Hugh Grant's story of the conflict would resolve. I, w- I, I think I was invested all the more just because guy Pier- or Guy ritchie excuse me set this up as hey l- let's have one of the characters tell this story to the other character and let's have that character be off the wall right, okay. and crazy and <laughs> zany um and i thought hugh grant did an awesome job best supporting actor next year
1: i think I think I would probably put this above Snatch just because like that movie, like I said in the last episode, was like there was like a 30 or maybe not 30 minutes, but there was a section of that film that I just got super bored both <laughs> times I watched it. Whereas this, I was definitely like invested in the entire movie. And
2: nothing bad happened to dogs. Just a pig.
3: Two comments. One, there was definitely a part right that before. think
0: might have enjoyed himself.
1: Oh, don't even <laughs> say that.
3: All I got well actually I'll talk about when we get into spoilers. So that was my first comment. What's what's up with Guy Ritchie and pigs, man? This is this is awkward. But second, um, I will confess there was a minute or there was a scene right before it got to where Charlie Hunnam and the rest of the goons were trying to save like the Lord's daughter or whatever, where I I passed out. And I don't think it was for (laughs) quite too long, but enough for me to wake up and be like, Wait, what's going on? Where am I? Why are they saving this broad?
0: You need to oh, buy a sprang. soda or a coffee when you go to the movies, it sounds like, and record this podcast. Yeah.
3: <laughs> in my defense, it's about 10 to 1 in terms of times I've fallen asleep in a movie to times I've fallen asleep on the podcast.
1: One last thing we never yep. actually talked about Michelle Dockery. I don't know if I've seen her in much other things, like I haven't seen Downton Abbey or anything. Mm. But I thought, I thought she was really great in this. And yeah. I oh, honestly right. found her character much more interesting than Matthew McConaughey's half of the relationship. <laughs> well, it's like I, yeah. I, yeah. I always loved all her stuff. And I was kind of upset where her character ended up. <laughs> but, uh, I, I,
0: mean, of... I, I think just the very, very, very last beat for her was unfortunate. They, yeah, they, that's they, what they I'm saying. Because be it's pretty much woman. the
1: last thing we end on with her character. Yeah,
0: but that's all about making sure that you don't like that other person i know but still there are
3: plenty of other ways to do that
0: that's true Mm -hmm.
3: i i will say also i think it was we talked about this with snatch how there was a significant lack of female presence in that movie and then Mm -hmm. with michelle dockery's character oh she runs a garage where almost 90 percent of the staff are women i was just like what a cool like sort of just i don't know like represent uh, representative a moment in the movie, like uh, one I don't thing. Know what
1: you're talking about, man? What's a car like? Engines? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> one
3: thing I thought was interesting was I don't
0: think this is a. This can be considered a proper adjustment, <laughs> since I would say the amount of screen time for women talking is about the same in both of those. movies. No,
3: that's fair. Yeah, that's. But I think they. I think they effect or they because. Definitely, in the first film, it was like I don't
0: think Snatch is not disrespectful. I mean, oh. it's not like the women are like ignored; like they well, are. They possible. just, they they just barely opinions exist. And stuff. They're just not in. They're not in the movie.
3: No, yeah, that's we're like,
1: just better at crime than you
3: guys. Like, yeah. I like I, fair I, point. It's, it's it's not at all like <laughs> that. I just I felt like there was a more powerful like impression of women through this film and what, even though they were in it for arguably, like you could Woman. say
0: not woman the same amount of time i
3: i think whereas i had no real kind of beat or no real kind of impact by the female portrayals in snatch this one even for a short amount of time i was like oh this is just kind of cool and unique and just interesting the fact that she runs like a all like pretty much all female body shop
0: so we got one okay, two pretty good, pretty good. Is that where you land the three and a half star people?
3: It was pretty good, three yeah. and a half stars. Yeah, pretty good. Okay. Wait, pretty good. Oh, the one okay, two pretty good, okay, and then one pretty amazing. I'm I'm, I'm
0: border not amazing. I'm borderline emphatic that I I, I really I want like... the sequel, the the great meta textual. Oh my
1: god. The poster for the Man from U.N.C.L.E. on the wall, as he know, said that—that <laughs> <laughs> that was a too. little, a little much.
2: Just yeah, but I mean, did you it watch it, right my... Ben?
3: Yeah, I, I liked
2: it. it. Um, I nice. actually, I put it Wait, on which one? The Man from U.N.C.L.E. Man man from Uncle. U.N.C.L.E. I actually have it on my watch list because I was planning on watching it again because it's you know I only saw mm. it in theaters and. Oh, you since, did see it in theaters. Yeah. I can't
0: remember oh, okay.
1: Since I thought then. you
2: hadn't seen it since, like, recently. No. Recently. But then, since my since then, my appreciation of both Henry Cavill and uh, Army Hammer, Hammer has, like. What about Alicia Vikander? It's grown. Yeah,
0: Alicia Vicander's great. She dances. Oh, my drumming. God.
2: She's in it. I forgot. That's yeah.
0: So, cool. <laughs> and so is Hugh Grant and Elizabeth Debicki.
2: What? This is great. Oh, shit. <laughs> Man, I know what I'm doing tonight. All right. Holy shit. I forgot all about them. All right. All right. <laughs> All right! All right! All right!
0: <laughs> Give me this sequel and the Man from U.N.C.L.E. Spoilers for the Gentlemen. So, spoilers? Mm. Sure. Spoilers.
2: Spoilers.
0: Spoilers.
2: Spoilers. All the spoilers. Spoilers.
0: Yeah. So that was a lot of throwing up. Um, I did not. <laughs> that was this.
1: amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like. It was like. Will Farrell hose
2: through the like sleeve of his jacket
0: on <laughs> yeah. SNL throwing up. <laughs> Go ahead, ben.
2: I was gonna say the only thing about the pig is like I got flashbacks of the uh, the first Black episode Mirror. of Black Mirror, which just mm. I still need to watch that the show. The first episode of Black Mirror will fuck with you. Like it is. I know is I not, heard this I yeah, know what happens. It's not a good one to start with. I was just like, no. oh boy, <laughs> coming right out of the gate. All right. And I I, I I, just wish we had more time with Colin Farrell's character. I wish we'd had a movie based on him from his perspective, per, that perspective. Yeah, like, like I gets- feel like there
1: was way more backstory to him that would make Whoa. him so readily
2: available to do crime. <laughs> and what's also funny Whoa. is like the, the, you know when it's like showing their names and their pictures in the opening credits? Like he's holding up a number four. And I'm just kind of like, huh, that's weird. I wonder what that's for. Oh, oh and the God. last bit he holds do- up the four, like after he kills the last two guys. Yeah, that, that was amazing. So it was like, shit, that was such a good thing to put in the opening credits. I'm, I'm glad that I did that. I don't remember it.
0: He comes after he shoots the two Russian dudes. Because he told him he's it's like, like three. He just silently pulls up four fingers. For this is the fourth thing he's done for. Because he was saying like, and he just shakes his head. Oh gotcha. Like, I didn't understand
2: what that was. Yeah, he was like, yeah. after three, I'm out. And I mean, yeah, so <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I was really, really happy that that was in the opening, it just that could call back. And I was like, that's fucking well, cool. Um,
3: and I, I kind of wish they made it where, um, is there a baby in someone? No. no. Um, I kind of sounded like a goat. I kind of wish. <laughs>
1: John, do we need to go back to this farm animal conversation we were just having? (laughs) (laughs) What? Do they call you Big Dave?
3: (laughs) (laughs) She
0: said it sounded like a goat was in (laughs) here.
3: One of the things I liked about Snatch is that there always seemed to be kind of these, (laughs) not periphery, but almost third party characters or just perimeter characters who were cheerable and they weren't good but they weren't bad but you still kind of hoped that something good would turn out for them i it, mean weren't they all murderers i mean i guess who were you rooting for in snatch to get away get out with it the dog yeah the dog <laughs> yeah well i just it was the Pikes, maybe or or maybe oh, i shouldn't no. say pikeys um, excuse me <laughs> the irish travelers i don't know um yeah was
1: that what I think that was the phrase,
3: um,
0: I like how in this movie they go from pikeys and then they still call them gypsies, <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I loved how at the end, it seems like Jason Statham's character and the other guy are almost they kind of make um, it out alive, but they, but they're still down on their luck, and it's like, well, what are we gonna do now and just kind of happen of they chance big ass diamond they get the diamond, they yeah, it's it just out. it's just kind of a funny like turn of the turn of the plot and it's like oh i mean in
1: all fairness they might be killed at the end after that movie ends when they come to get the diamond back from them
3: i mean that could be true too but i feel like in this movie it wasn't really it like if somehow the person who ended up on top was not matthew mcconaughey's character was not hugh grant's character was not dry eye and it wasn't Uh, Jeremy Strong's character but if it was if Colin Farrell's character and like the boxing boys ended up being the ones on top that I think would have been the coolest turn of the plot because they were they were the ones who were arguably the the most noble and the most likable and you you noble well you want it. he was he was doing all this not for his <laughs> sake he was doing it for like he said for the sake of his boys and he wanted to make things right in terms of the debt that was owed and he wanted to protect them and still
1: it's like they murdered people but for someone else's benefit so they're okay
3: <laughs> yeah well i think there's something to say in terms of someone who's willing to do terrible things for the sake of protecting someone else is it terrible? For okay. sure, but I think there's there's almost I don't, like you said Lord. I don't want to put nobility to it, but that's a hard thing to ask someone to do to sacrifice almost their innocence or their values but they would do it for the sake of someone else in order to protect them and because they care about them so much, and that's-
0: But they had already sacrificed it before
3: and I
1: still don't even know, were they ever innocent? Yeah
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but I mean, they they stole all that weed and shit the, before. Then they were being trying to be redeemed, but in the redemption process, they were forced to be criminals again. I don't know. Um, I mean,
1: they weren't forced to be murderers; they made that decision.
0: I guess they, yeah, they decided they, they didn't kill anybody until they're like thought they were saving the day. Well,
3: I, I didn't. I'm talking more from the from the point of view of Colin Farrell, not necessarily yeah. his his boxing team or whatever.
0: No. I, I mean, you're not wrong there. Like, he sa- the sacrifice he's making for himself, or the, the, the position he's putting himself in for these boys is, I think that gets across in the movie.
3: Yeah. And so, I would have loved him to be the person who ends up on top. I would have loved all the criminals to fail, and I think that would have been a hilarious turn of events.
1: I would have put Michelle Dockery on top. C- coach? Hell coach, yeah. Is
0: that, oh, God.
1: Also, just Coach, keep that we keep saying on top. There's so many. Just like we need to stop that phrase.
0: Coach doesn't want to be. He doesn't want to end up as the winner. He wants to be where he's at. Though I, I, I was I was worried for a yeah, second he that doesn't he doesn't do was going he teaches. To, like
3: he wasn't he wasn't content with what happened. Like you guys were talking about earlier, the four strikes. It was almost and Ben brilliantly noticed that they show that in the opening credits when they show his character, but. It he was clearly frustrated and disappointed with the fact that yeah. he had to go to this length up until that point.
1: I still think he has some super dark backstory that we weren't privy to.
0: I mean he still carries a gun, so I mean this you don't is just true. carry a gun because you're, you're yeah. Um I mean this I mean we're talking about the most interesting character in the movie, so uh which I which I think the fact that we're having this conversation is just shows how interesting and deep that character kinda is and Hopefully, again sequel i want to know more
1: yeah bring us more track suits
3: <laughs> that was also one of the funniest like minor details is just they're matching track suits like mm-hmm. oh man if i wouldn't get ridiculed i would do that all the time here in public
0: <laughs> just to talk about the michelle Dockery of it all I, I mean i agree i wasn't happy when golden you know spreader dry eye.
1: yeah
0: dry eye you know I, I was like ah we didn't need that but It didn't ruin, like, she just had this amazing scene right before that, like, where, uh, that's what I'm going to take away from the movie, not the... Not the half. Beat sure, it was that's just, to make you really hate dry eye, like to yeah. make sure that but anybody. But also, to
3: prop it, up it was Matthew weird, like two too. two
1: huge things to make him like. It was just like an extreme way to take it, where it's already like yeah. I don't trust this guy because he's set up as an antagonist mm. to our protagonist. But I think so, it's
0: interesting that so it's like
1: that, and then he peed on his dad or whatever. It's yeah. like where did that come from?
0: <laughs> but I think I think I think it was not that it's smart necessarily was but it
1: his dad I, ju- I think i just No assumed. he was
0: just like the crime the big i don't think Okay cuz he had
1: an uncle somewhere in there Yeah so i wasn't sure
0: Yeah the, i guess the uncle they're saving for later potentially Yeah it's true they kept him in the shadows Mhm but i think it might have been like yes i wish they didn't take the route that they did with the, the implication of rape but i think it was kind of them the implication their ass a little I mean it bit. was Are you talking? No, like he was going to. He didn't actually. He didn't get a chance to actually rape her.
3: It was
1: just annoying because she had this huge moment where she was such a badass in the scene, and then it did that.
0: Yeah, but I think they're just trying to make sure because I could, you could, you know, we have people that watch movies all the time that that there was people that were probably on dry-eyed side till that very moment, and it was them making sure you like. Hopefully
2: You don't like this guy anymore, right?
1: Doesn't
0: like this guy anymore. Yeah. So but again, they could have
1: I mean he could have just slapped her across the face yes, or something, exactly. and that would have been could, fine. Yeah,
0: they could have just punched her a couple times and gotten the, the same effect, I agree. But Michelle Docker is great. First scene with her showing off her shoulders. God, and
1: those heels just like Lady How? God
0: Zach, <laughs> not your
3: shoulder <laughs> fetish again. Put your dick away, Jesus.
0: <laughs> hey, they spoke to my heart. But yeah, I wish we did get a little bit more of Dockery as well. But like again, everybody gets kind of like one big scene. <laughs> yeah, but everybody gets one big scene in the movie, I think. And um, yeah,
1: I thought it was decently balanced.
0: Yeah, Hugh Grant's the only person who gets like a ton to do throughout the whole movie. Well,
1: he is the st- storyteller, so yeah, yeah. It's, um, but it makes sense.
0: But Marzen gets a great moment. What would you say Dry Eye's biggest scene was? I don't. I, I guess he gets a few chances. He kind of lingers throughout the movie as he uh, he gets he kind of gets a moment against everybody in the movie. I guess if you step back and I think
2: it's the the quick shot of him like firing an Uzi. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that, yeah, that never happened. Yeah. it was one of the lies. I don't, I don't know. know. I think his. I thought he had a great story just with Matthew McConaughey, like one mm-hmm. of our our intro scenes to his yeah. character both where he's crawling away and otherwise <laughs>
3: what what else has he been in i also
0: appreciated the fuck joke wasn't he um, just
1: in that um rom-com with uh, uh the crazy rich Asians. daenerys
0: oh yeah and that one too
2: last
1: christmas
0: what's yes. her name what's her last name christmas.
2: Uh, amelia clark
0: amelia yeah. clark yeah
2: i'm gonna go like i know i'm gonna see next cri- or last christmas next christmas <laughs> so i can say i should have seen it Last Christmas, you know, so I'm just waiting. On. Is it going to be <laughs> worth it? Is it? <laughs> I sure hope so. I sure hope so. Otherwise, it'll be a year. Oh, he was a in a simple Wasted. favor
0: too. He was good in that.
2: Yeah, he was.
0: The snake Eyes. Are they remaking the? Yeah, he's oh, going to be he's... the
2: Snake Eyes, like the GI Joe
0: oh, character. In...
1: It's a spin-off of it. Just going to be all of his character names, just has eyes in it. A simple. Fa- oh yeah, that's what that movie. Was. That movie was good. Which one? A Simple Favor. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I didn't know where it was going for a while, but it, it won me over.
0: <laughs> Any other standouts here? I mean, I, again, I, I agree. Like, McConaughey was good. I... He, I, I cannot see where you're coming from, where he's a little, he's very much the straight. I, mean, I him mean, him and Ray are both were. kind of the straight men. Was, But he, he slips a lot of really good lines in there when they give yeah, him a chance. Yeah, to do I it.
1: enjoyed him, but it was just when he fell into Lincoln commercial that
2: I started, like, I couldn't not see it.
0: <laughs> that was that had to be a joke at and the beginning. And I feel like that's he
2: was good. supposed to be subdued, so that last scene with him and um, Strong had that kind of...
1: Well, yeah, there were yeah, moments when room. he would lash out, or was like, "Oh snap!" Which I
2: did think that was this great. is like, this is
1: machete Matthew McConaughey I mean, from the beginning. I, mean, of I the knew movie.
2: I knew he was gonna get the drop eventually, so I did. I did like that whole like the bit with the the freezer, and mm-hmm. just like that whole like making that guy pay his penance, like a literal pound of flesh. It's like okay, oh, a that's little so gross. a little much, but also <laughs> like this guy go for the him butt, over, guys, you
0: know. Definitely yeah, go take for a the off your butt. <laughs>
3: but that but that's where but that's where it got real. Like that's where Matthew McConaughey got
2: I thought you were acceler- I it about accelerated accelerated <laughs> and
3: capitalized on the menace that we saw during that scene with Henry Golding and um
0: I Exce- forgot her Yeah, Dockery. exactly. What's her
3: what's her first name? I'm Michelle. sorry. Michelle Michelle Dockery. Dockery. I'm sorry. I was thinking Elizabeth for whatever reason. Michelle Shoulders Dockery. Oh my god. <laughs> Amy, control your husband. Um, <laughs> it, it just ramped up, and that was the part where I was like, okay, Matthew McConaughey, I see you now. And I get it. And it was something that was hinted at when he's recounting his biography of, like, cutting people up with a machete, but we never really got to see it until the end, and that made it more compelling maybe or maybe more convincing, but – I don't know. You got to see it when he
1: made the guy vomit a bunch. Yeah, Yeah, a
0: little. Yeah, maybe a
3: little bit too. Yeah, maybe you're right.
0: If I can get you in your kitchen, I can get you anywhere.
2: He was still more subdued. He wasn't like outright, like. Yeah. But but it was a good scene because it's like he wanted to have that composure because he wanted, like, it was a total control thing. You know, it's like, I am.
0: If you you want to see Matthew McConaughey at 11. Watch Serenity and watch him get really angry as he tries to catch a fish.
1: I am still beyond shocked. That's a weird thing statement, but uh, <laughs> I'm still beyond shocked that after we just had that scene where he was telling the guy to take give him a pound of flesh, that that steak that Charlie Hunnam yeah. was making, I thought it was going to be butt steak, right? <laughs> right? So I thought he was gonna. Yeah, I thought he was going to make Hugh Grant eat it, but then it's like he ate it himself. It's like hopefully he's not a cannibal, but um, ah. <laughs> It's like one missed opportunity.
0: I appreciated the line during the freezer monologue where he pointed to the guy, the 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 large black man, and he was like, (laughs) "He's dressed for the occasion." Yeah, I thought that was a good little. Like he had a lot of great little lines like that.
1: There were a bunch of like for the most part. I know there was a moment where I joked about it being like too not pretentious, but too like high, like high on its own writing. For some of it but for the most part i actually really enjoyed a lot of the writing and there were a bunch of great yeah. lines in there it's like i love the one where he was just like fuck right you need to invest in some parachutes because like everyone could <laughs> yeah, fall to their great. desk yeah. But was like so you killed someone no it was gravity, it was that, gravity killed that killed them
2: yeah
0: <laughs> well that's why i appreciated the the movie had to rely on the script be, and i appreciate it was relying on its script and its dialogue and not like over directing the movie yeah.
1: Well, see, I felt it was overly directed too much in the beginning, whereas Hmm. it was kind of like at the beginning of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where I was like, I'm not going to enjoy this.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it settles down. I I will agree with you. It did feel like it shifted tones midway through, where I could find myself more relaxed and just enjoying it. For like you said, Zach, the dialogue. Um, I was just going to say, I think my favorite moment on this podcast is hearing the weight of anxiety and hesitation before you say the phrase large black man. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I just didn't know what to call him.
1: That was a good, heard that bit in this movie where it was a Colin Farrell scene with the other boxer who was just uh-huh. talking about whether or not it was racist. Oh, yeah,
0: that was really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess anybody got any other thoughts on The Gentleman? You'll go see this. If they made the sequel, would you see the sequel? Yeah. Like I said,
1: I settled into it. There's, yeah. It was like, I had a love-hate relationship going with the movie throughout it, but overall it was enjoyable, for sure.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say. The, the, like, the 35mm film bit seems way out of place after you watch the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think you're referring to Is like, just, yeah. like, very much. Um, I appreciated the changing aspect ratio part of it, but, like, when it, like, cut, like, zoomed out into the film. I don't
1: know, it just felt like a weird moment where Guy Ritchie was, like, trying to give himself more cred. Like, I know what I'm talking about, guys. It's like, no, we know you're a good (laughs) filmmaker. Calm down.
0: Um, I think it's more him trying to put us in a place of when this movie, like, should feel more of a time to when we were still shooting movies on film, like Snatch, and, like, this movie, it would seem more relevant to that time than it would this time. I don't know. This feels... I don't know. No, it just set TV. me up
1: for being like... It was just setting up the whole storytelling aspect of it. And I don't like watching a movie where I don't know what I can trust. That was my yeah. problem for a lot of this.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think they played with it much after Every the first once 30 all, minutes. They but there. I mean,
1: just throughout the whole movie, I was like... I mean, yeah. none of this, this stuff reality? could have actually happened because it's all just yeah. stuff he's speculating, basically. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that's going to do it for The Gentleman. The next movie we're going to do is a, our second 2010 flashback to, um, I don't know who directed it, but Emma Stone starring Easy A. This is, who picked this one? Me. Lauren picked it. This seems like it's an underrated still. Yeah. I I would agree. Yeah. I think it's... I don't think I've ever heard someone say they did not like it if they've seen it, but I feel maybe,
2: like... Maybe, maybe underseen. it's seen.
0: underseen properly rated. Yeah. yeah. Underseen properly rated. Yeah. A great little high school... Um, it's not really a coming of age movie. It's just more... High school uh, comedy. High school comedy, dramedy, Wh- why would comedy. You, why would you say thing. it's
3: not a coming of age film?
0: she's not learning she learns a life lesson but it's not about like her sexual awakening or anything like that
3: and it's not about like who she wants
2: to be for the rest of her life it's just kind of like i don't know she it doesn't have that coming of age vibe to it you know
0: we'll talk about it on the podcast it's too Um, mean
2: girls for coming of age
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but easy a if you haven't seen we've all seen it here
1: I think mm-hmm. I'd say easy or uh coming of age films, I feel like those are more earnest.
0: Hmm. Interesting. John, you've seen the movie?
3: Oh, it's one of my favorites. Yeah,
0: you
2: know, like this one this one seems to like more it's like a more like it wants to make you laugh than really inspire. Like the inspiration just kind of feels like a happy side
3: effect. Night, pick, did
0: you say you
2: have
1: thing. or haven't seen it? Been. oh i
0: have I okay so well, yeah sounds like it's gonna be a love fest for epa on our next podcast
1: Woot. Uh, some of the best parents
2: in this movie I'm
1: hell
0: yeah until next time i'm zach Goldenberg. you can find me wherever you can find at zach Goldenberg. you can find us at middleofrow.com. read my decades best list John, you got to figure out how many movies you've seen from that. It seems like Ben and Lauren are averaging about twelve or thirteen for twenty-five movies. Yeah, go read it. Yeah, I
1: could definitely do better, but there's also plenty on that list that I
2: don't want to (laughs) see.
0: Rate and review the podcast.
2: I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at The Grigsby Bear. And you can find all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Row.
3: Oi, I'm Jonathan Rahul, mate. Uh, no, that's not. That <laughs> you know. wasn't that bad, actually.
2: That was as great of a, a British
3: accent as Matthew McConaughey's. <laughs>
0: that he wasn't doing.
3: Exactly. And you can follow me on Twitter at Another Rahul J. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Middle of Row.
1: And I'm Lauren Heimbaut. You can find me on Twitter at Brewer of Trees, and you can find us on Tumblr at middle
0: Thanks for listening. Go watch EVA. And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the road. Boxes all
3: Boxes and boxes and boxes with a toddlers of your tongue. Boxes All no bus. Boxes and boxes and boxes with the toddlers of your tongue. With the toddlers, you your dumb? Just know that we come from the bottom of the slum, and we're hungry. Means we're coming for the crumbs, and we're like a tax man, cause we're coming for your funds. Bang, bang, your seals in a gang, hop out the back of the blue transit van. Shoes, man, I never had money in a bank, but it's 25 grand in elastic bands. Cheers. We've always got drastic plans, like Bill Sykes will take your pots